from Fox 8 Sports. You're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. From Fox 8 Studios in New Orleans, welcome into Overtime, the podcast for all things sports, all things Louisiana, and everything in between. Alongside Sean Fazan with John Bennett producing, I'm Garland Gillen. And today we are talking, of course, Saints free agency, all the big time moves. And we're going to get a little into the draft that's upcoming next month. But first, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, rate, interview, and tell your friends. If you want to get in touch with us, use the Final Play app or Tiger Auto app to submit a question. Now, let's get to it. All right, Sean. Von Bell, new contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. Three years, $18 million. First off, your initial thoughts when you saw the numbers. My initial thought was clearly... The Saints thought Malcolm Jenkins was just a better player. Um, and if you listen to Mickey Loomis's comments to Peter King, which I know we'll get into a, in a little more in depth a little bit later, certainly felt felt like when Malcolm Jenkins became available, boom, he was the number one priority. Um, so to sign him for $7 million, or was it $8 million a season, while Von Bell settles for, was it $6 million a season, yes, clearly tells me that they just feel like Malcolm Jenkins is a better player. And despite the fact that Von Bell is ascending as a player, he's never going to be what Malcolm Jenkins already is. So that I don't know if I agree with that, but I just think the Saints feel like Malcolm Jenkins is just a better player. And they were, once he became available, they... They turned the, they they kind of shut the door on Von Bell and made Malcolm Jenkins the priority. Sean, just looking at the age and the age and the numbers of years in the NFL. All right, Von Bell, twenty five years old, four years in the league. Malcolm Jenkins, thirty two years old, eleven years in the league. That is a lot of tread on the tires, and they still gave Malcolm Jenkins sixteen point five million guaranteed, four years, thirty two million. Um, I, I guess that just says they have all the faith in Malcolm, even though he's seven years older and seven years more in the league. It's what he is now, not what he's going to be three years from now. And again, it goes back to this year-to-year win-now mentality that they've had. It's not just with players that they've signed. It's the contracts that they've done. Mickey Loomis talked about it in that in that podcast as well. Um, you know, They've borrowed a lot from the future here to be able to, to sign players that are available. Now, it, to me, that it only reiterates it is the win-now who are you presently? Because the only championship Super Bowl we can win is 2020 because that's the one in front of us. We can't win 2022 until we play 2020 and 21. So who you are now to them is more important than who you will be. Now, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, who you're going to be is probably just as important as who you are now. But in the Saints case, with Drew Brees, and look at a lot of the players, pretty established guys, it's who you are today that matters most. Speaking of that win now mentality, uh, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, his cap hint went from eleven million dollars to five point zero five million with the two-year extension, sixteen point seven five million over two years. That means he's locked into the black and gold until twenty twenty-two. With Mar- Marshawn Lattimore on one side and Jackrabbit on the other, it seems like uh, they got a pretty good uh, cornerback uh, duo here for a few years to come. I think that's going to be your stars, pencil and men. I still think they address. The nickel position, I, I look for them to circle back to P.J. Williams at some point. Okay. Um, he's still out there. He'd probably come on the cheap. Um, I know Logan Ryan is the top nickel cornerback out there, but I heard he's, his contract demands are pretty high. He would be number one on my list, but as of, as of this taping, as of this production, uh, uh, he's still available, but I don't know if the Saints go high uh, with that contract. And also look for them to address this position in the draft as well because Lattimore's coming up for a contract in a couple of years. Janoris Jenkins is 32. He did have the two-year extension, but I'd be very curious to see when I look at the final numbers how soon they can get out of that 
because that matters. Sometimes a three-year extension is really only a two-year deal. You just got to look at the numbers and the fine print to see how cheap it is to get out of it in certain years. Sean, the organization, Sean Payton, Mickey Emmons, they must have really loved what they saw in Jack Rabbit. He only played one regular season game, one playoff game, and they're putting a lot of eggs in his basket going into these next few years. Yeah. And the body of work is there. Um, they like his ability to play press. They like his, uh, I guess, experience. And I just think at the end of the day, they they thought he was an upgrade over Eli Apple. Now, uh, who is the cornerback? Chris Harris. On his conference call, where did he sign? Um, he didn't sign with the Saints, but the Saints were, were two of his finalists. Was it the Chargers? Check that out for me, Bennett. Um, but he said that the Saints were coming after him hard. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's in my bag. <laughs> what is happening here? This thing was so stable, yeah. and I had all these notes here, and now John Bennett's trying to blow this thing up right now. Anyway, regardless, they went after Chris Harris. Um, but did not get him. So at that point, they they circled back to Janoris Jenkins. Uh, he's he's clearly they feel is an upgrade over Eli Apple. So that that's where they stand. Moving on, Mickey Loomis. We talked about the Peter King podcast already. Uh, Loomis said he got to make the moves he did in free agency because it all starts with with QB one. Mm-hmm. He took a hometown discount, two years, fifty million dollars. Um, because Peter King told Loomis that he's just a miracle worker with the salary cap, but Loomis always smartly pointed out that he's also had a lot of misses, but how big was Drew taking this hometown discount because you know they're trying to make one more run that Super Bowl? Absolutely. It was huge. That was the first shoot it had to drop because by him signing, they were able to navigate through dead money costs and um, open up cap space, and whatever he signed for, that was where the cap space, the, the huge chunk of the cap space was coming from, so it was huge for him to sign for that amount. But in saying that, still the highest-paid guy on the team. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you saw the thing I retweeted earlier. According to Track, he's made more money than anybody in NFL history in career earnings, more than Tom Brady. Wow. That happens when you play almost 20 years. Okay. Um, by the way, Chris Harris did sign with the uh, Chargers because they, quote, popped out of nowhere, and it was the Saints and Eagles. But anyway, back to Drew Brees. Um, that, was, that was key. That was the first shoot ahead to drop. Uh, because they had so limited, you know, such limited space going into free agency, and he was able to sign for that quote-unquote hometown discount. Which, as I've said many times, 25 million with an increased salary cap takes up less um, of, the, of a percentage. So um, he did. What, Drew Brees did what exactly what he said he was going to do. Last night, uh, Sean Payton on WWE Radio said Taysom is his number two. He's earned that right. So if Drew's number one. And Taysom's number two. It's exactly the scenario we've been talking about. Right? Okay. It, but now Sean Payton just threw it out there. Now we know. Not if we confirmed. already did know. We confirmed. So now I'm going to play a game with you, Sean. I'm going to throw out some names. And just, just so we're clear, Payton said in that interview, we're going to have to sign sign a guy to be the quote-unquote third quarter, uh, cornerback, uh, quarterback. Thank you for, uh, for adding on to that. All right, Sean. Now, uh, for the listeners, I did run through these with Sean beforehand, so these aren't like rapid-fire uh, questions there, and he has no idea what I'm coming at. All right, let's go a few free agents here that are open. Joe Flacco released by the Broncos. What do you What do you say about him in the black and gold? Possibly if he's a, if he's okay with knowing he is the backup, and I think at his 
this point in, in his career. Shame on him if he doesn't because I think his best days are behind him. He wants to ride out in the sunset with a couple years as a backup. Got a lot of veteran savvies, played a lot of football, can be a, another good football mind in that, in that locker room. So um, if he's okay with being a backup, I say, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. All right, two guys that used to play in the NFC South. Uh, for both these names definitely getting a lot of run mm-hmm. on all social media. Jameis Winston, free agent. What you think? Here's the deal. <laughs> the Saints kind of did a reclamation project, a different kind of reclamation project with Teddy Bridgewater, right? Mm-hmm. They brought him in. He was, he was, his knee was all shattered. Um, helped him revive his career, and he went on to greener pastures. Do they want to do that again? It's possible, and I think of those – in that scenario, I think Jameis Winston would be a guy that perhaps they look at. However, given the fact they just kind of went through this with with, with Teddy Bridgewater, I, I'm going to say they stay away from that because I'm not quite sure Jameis Winston would be willing to accept a surefire backup role. In this case, a third string role because you're not even uh, you're not even playing if Breeze gets hurt in this scenario. You're you're backing up Taysom if Breeze gets hurt and Taysom goes in the quarterback in that scenario. So I'm going to say that probably won't work out. All right, in the same uh, breath there, if you've already laid these out, I'm just going to put his name out there anyway. I'm sure you're going to shoot it back down, but got to throw Cam Newton out there. He's out there. Cam's Cam's too big of a star. He wants, and he still wants to be a starter. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't see any scenario where the Saints would make sense for him and where it would make sense for the Saints, other than the fact that he's a quality quarterback you got in your locker room. But again, you're not even the number two in this scenario. You're the number three in this scenario. So, and he's got such a huge spotlight. He was face of the league for a few years. I just don't see it with the Saints. All right, let's go through some guys that are on rosters right now, but they're going to lose their job either through the NFL draft or a free agent pickup by that team. Andy Dalton, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow's coming in. Dalton's about to be out of a job. Would that be a possibility the Saints uh, bring in Andy Dalton? I guess uh, I wouldn't trade for him. He's not. He's, is he officially cut yet? No, right? No, no. He's he's on the roster. I wouldn't trade for him. I'd wait till he was uh, cut and and be available. I wouldn't trade anything for him. Um, I guess a possibility. Another guy that's been a starter, probably going to want to have a another year or two as a starter in him. I just don't see a guy like that fully accepting a backup role in his in his at his stage of his career. He would at least go somewhere where he can compete to be a starter. Ryan Pace, Mickey Loomis, little synergy going here with this one. Mitchell Trubisky going to be riding the bench next year. Nick Foles is go- coming in. Well, He's gonna, oh, no, oh, oh, no. There's still going to be a competition in okay. Chicago. All right. So I don't think Trubisky's available. Okay. So I think Foles wins that job, but I still think there's going to be a legitimate competition. It'll probably one of the more, be one of the more interesting QB battles in all of football next year. Phillip Rivers will be the starting quarterback for the for mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts. Jacoby Brissett, they're probably going to dump him soon, may draft a, a, a quarterback uh, in the later rounds. Would Brissett be a possible guy? Yeah, I could see that. Got some experience. Um, I think I think he's a top-end backup, low-end starter. I thought he's the perfect example of when I wa- when we did that research on the Colts last year before they played here on that Monday night football game, I was like, man, I can't believe how average this team is. There's nothing really that jumps out. Whereas if you were to replace him with Andrew Luck, I think that seven and nine team was probably eleven and five or twelve and four last year. I just think that's what what a franchise quarterback is. That that's what I think he's worth to an organization. But in saying that, I think Jacoby Brissett is a quality quarterback. That if he realizes he is indeed a backup and maybe comes to the Saints and in, uh, in that scenario and uh, you know get some tutelage under Drew Brees and 
uh, all of a sudden he kind of helps his resume a little bit than perhaps. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see that a little bit more than maybe some of the others. Here's one more name that's on a roster right now, but he's definitely he lost his job last season. Um, he might accept being the Thurston quarterback just to learn behind Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and that is Josh Rosen with the Miami Dolphins. He, he's not going to be a starter anytime soon, so might as well learn from the backups there. And, and the Saints and Dolphins have made numerous trades over the years. What do you give up? That, that, that was going to be my next question. I brought up Dalton and Brissett and Josh Rosen. What, what would be I, a you know what? In Brissett's case, that's only if he got cut. I wouldn't, I wouldn't okay. trade anything for him. Josh What's, Rosen's case, I mean, you still kind of feel like there's some untapped potential, but everywhere he goes, he kind of he gets shown the back door. It's like they get shown, he gets shown the door. So, um, a I, was a would a fifth round? The Saints only are yeah, missing a second it, round. It would pick definitely right now. be a day day three pick. I wouldn't give up anything higher. And, and Rosen in that scenario would be the only guy I would even consider. But even him, I I just think the league's moving on from a guy like him. I just don't think he was. I just think he kind of peaked in college, but ah. I would I would say if it's anything more than a than a sixth rounder I wouldn't I wouldn't look him for a guy like Josh Rosen. I'd probably say the highlight of his college career was putting a hot tub in his dormitory room his freshman year. That's probably what he's gonna be remembered for the rest of his life. When did A and M come back? Remember that comeback? Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was at UCLA. Yeah. All right, I went through a bunch of names. Sean, I think you have a possible name for us that's totally off the radar. Radar. When you brought him up, I didn't think about well, it. Well, here's the deal. What are you looking for? You're looking for a third-string quarterback. So, who is the best available? Well, in the the pool of third-string quarterbacks, no name is going to be sexy. Mm-hmm. A guy that knows who he is, guys has had some experience in the NFL, played a few games, won a few games, lost a few games, um, and could would welcome the opportunity of uh, being in a a, a quarterback room like the Saints. A guy like Trevor Simeon, oh. uh, played for the Broncos, played for the Jets last year. Uh, again, we're talking about a third-string quarterback here. We're not talking about a guy that's going to eventually lead your franchise. But if the crazy scenario happens and you got to throw him in there, maybe he can give you a game or two um, and hand the ball off and make safe passes. So, um, And that's a veteran minimum guy. Uh, I mean, the names are just – they're really – on the free agent market, are just really low. Simeon, Drew Stanton, Kyle uh, Sloter, Blaine Gabbert, Mike oh Glennon. I mean, these are – I mean, that, that's what you're dealing with. So – I think I think what's going to end up happening is if they don't sign a guy like this in those names we just went through, I think what ends up happening is they spend the fourth or fifth round pick on a quarterback. I think that's what ends up, ends up happening. A guy like Jake Fromm, uh, a guy like – who's a guy out of Florida Atlantic? Is it James Morgan? Um, that style at some point. So, uh, again, projects. Not No no one that's going to come in here and rescue the franchise. It's It's a – it's a high-profile position, but these are low-profile names. So, interesting debate, but hopefully if you're the Saints, you never, ever, ever, whoever this player ends up being, they never have to see the field. Moving over to the draft. Uh, first off, Mickey Loomis on the Peter King pod said he thought they should move the NFL draft back. Uh, everything is pointing to towards them actually going with the draft. What, do, what are your thoughts on what they're going to do with the NFL draft next month? Well, I can understand why organizations, certain organizations don't want it because March and April is peak homework time on prospects. And, you know, the combine's for the medical reports, um, but not every player gets to go to the combine. Um, so you do these visits, you take these physicals, you do these workouts, uh, you meet with guys face-to-face, you do your research. Well, now 
You can't do any of that. So I understand in Mickey Loomis's case, who's running a staff of, or a front office of guys that's trying to um, do the proper work that you know builds the lifeline of any p- football program that is the NFL draft. And here all of a sudden, you're taking a huge piece of that away. I get it. Makes your job a lot tougher. Have to rely on your scouts a lot more. Uh, have to let the football guys break down your tape a lot more because the f- the tape speaks for itself. Anything anything you're meeting with or anything you're you know you're you're discussing right now is it's personality, character, and medical at this point. That's those are the two quote unquote unknowns that you want to learn more about. So from a football aspect, I think it's possible. Grade the tape, watch the tape. Uh, I, also, I spoke to one agent said that uh, of a first round prospect that said ton of FaceTime calls right now to do your best to engage with the person. Um, we all know that is. You know, a phone call is different than face-to-face. We know that. But still, but on the flip side, I think the NFL is very aware right now of their place in this bizarre sports world, how they are the only semblance of anything remotely normal right now. And they got it right with the NFL free agency. I mean, people love the fact that they were conducting business despite – the insanity that's going on around the world right now. And people loved it. They gravitated to it. Uh, and they became um, it, it, it almost like a, you heard almost like a, a feeling of gratitude from the fan base and from just people in general. Hey, I don't have to listen to Corona or COVID-19 24-7. I could check on my favorite team. I think they're keenly aware of that. I think they want to keep that going. I think they believe they got it right. I believe they got it right, and I believe the draft should go on April 23rd to April 25th. Sean, I'm in total agreement with you. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to stay on those dates. I think it's a smart move. Um, I, I just don't see, even if they move it back a month, I, I don't see them getting to be able to fly players in yeah. even even another month. Okay, this is gonna this possibly is going to go into the summer. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe early fall. So I, I don't I don't think a month's really going to buy much much time. Uh, for New Orleans Saints and the rest of the 31 teams in the NFL. We're a month away, so it is middle of mock draft time, baby. Everybody's got a mock draft. I'm going to throw, throw a few names at, out that are pretty hot names for the Saints pick at number 24 in the first round. Your thoughts on a few guys. Mel Kuyper uh, and Larry Holder picked Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. What are you thinking there? Love him. Three-down linebacker. Um Big, 6'3", 225, if I'm not mistaken. Got good sideline to sideline speed. When they played LSU, I thought he was the only guy that shined uh, for Oklahoma. Because um, I thought LSU was just in a, a class of their own in that game. Um, but I like him. I think he's a good player. Uh, I think he's got a high ceiling. He fills the position the Saints could certainly use another quality athletic player at. I like him. I, I think if he's available and he's on your board at that spot, I say do it. Jeff Duncan, contributor to Fox 8 Sports. Jalen Rieger, wide receiver, TCU. Uh, like it. Um, again, I still think a wide receiver is, is certainly a possibility. I don't think they shy away from it, depending on how they grade their certain prospects. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, he would not be the receiver I would go with at that spot, but depending on how the run on wide receivers goes in this draft because it's so deep, do they go early, do they go late, do they do some slide? I don't, I don't know. So uh, I certainly, I, that's not out of left field. I mean, that, that's a reasonable name. 
I'm just going to go with a few more names thrown out here. I'm not going to give all the people that did these mock drafts, but they're all wide receiver. I got Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama, and Denzel Mims out of Baylor. It seems all these mock drafts are pointing to either linebacker or wide receiver for the black and gold. Yeah, makes sense. I would also throw in cornerback at that point as well, um, just because given how the draft's going to break down. Um, all three of those guys all have speed. Uh, the one guy I don't see anymore at 24 that was high early was the guy uh, out of Colorado, LaVisca La Chenault. Yes, yes. I, and I watched right. his tape. I was not overly – he's a jet sweep guy. I, 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 he didn't really strike me as anything that uh, would be terribly fitting to the Saints. Um, so uh, those are all speed guys. Um, I'm on board with Justin Jefferson. My first mock had him there. Um, he's a different type of speed guy, not just a straight go guy. He's a guy that can work the, the middle of the field really, really, really well. Um, but they make sense. I mean, you're starting to see the narratives for him, right? But I'll say this. A lot of those draft gurus, they do their mock drafts based on need, whereas the Saints do it based on best player available. And sometimes... The best player available doesn't become available. They, they don't know what, if it's going to be. So a lot of those mock drafts are done based on where they think certain prospects are going to go. So that's why it's hard to see guys. that It's, it's very rare that you see a, a, a draft guru get a Saints draft pick right because the Saints are always going to go best player available and they don't have access to that board. So we laid out a lot of draft uh, names possibly for the black and gold. The listeners out there are ready for another Sean Fazan it's mock happening. draft. When can we log on to fox8live.com and get Sean Fazan's latest thoughts on the Saints black and gold draft? When you wake up Sunday morning. Sunday morning, John. Wake up early. Sleep get ready. In, get your normal cup of coffee. All right, all right. Open up your computer, your laptop, your phone. Find Sean Fazan on Twitter. Go to fox8live.com. Download the final play app. Whatever the case may be, and you will find Fazan mock draft number two. Sunday morning. Juan Kincaid's excited. I know. That guy. So can you give me a little tease, though? Is it What side of the ball? Don't, I don't want everybody to give it up, but what side of the ball are you sniffing toward right now? Oh, uh, man. Right or now, or are you right, still, you're still thinking about I'm it right now? still thinking it through, okay, but okay. right now I'm inching more towards defense. All right, all right, all right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Remember, I, I do all the draft picks because I like to do the full draft when it comes to the mock. So Sunday morning, get your coffee. Hope you like it. Sean Fazan with a tw with a nice tease to end mm -hmm. our podcast. Before you go, a quick reminder and request to subscribe to this podcast channel to automatically get all of your content. Also, please rate and review the podcast to help spread the word. And if you want to get in touch with us, use the Final Play app or the Tiger Auto app to submit a question. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next time on Overtime. From Fox 8 Sports, this has been Fox 8 Overtime.